Hello, this is Voyager time. But those slaves revolted, killed the Briori, took their weapons, and sat there thinking about mating with snails. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. Today we're talking about Voyager Season 2, Episode 1 on Netflix, The 37s. A group of humans from the 1930s are found in stasis on a seemingly abandoned planet, including the lost Amelia Earhart. The Voyager has fired two of its 38 photon torpedoes. Uh, I like this episode. I did too. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about it, knowing that it was the original season one finale? I mean, now that you know that, now that I'm telling you that information. Uh, I think it would have been a better season finale than what they actually had as a season finale. Yeah. Do you know why they didn't have it as the season finale instead of having, and they made it the season premiere? I think it was a network decision. Oh. That seems right. It was a network. I say it was because they wanted season two of Voyager to be on the air before any other network had fall programming. Mm. And so they took the finale from season one and glued it onto the start of season two. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's kind of stupid, <laughs> but it sounds this like the something, 90s. some network TV bullshit. That's what that sounds yeah. like. So when this episode is written, nobody thought we would actually put a car in space. It was like a silly idea to start off an episode of Star Trek, and we've actually done it now. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I mean, they it's, it starts out with them detecting rust in you know, in space, the a, space particles. A place without oxygen. Uh huh. I'm like, well, they just, they just found, they just found, <laughs> they just found the old part of space. It was getting all rusty out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody left it out in the rain too long and started the rust. Mm-hmm. Got to take care of your space. Yeah, and then somehow Thomas knows the <laughs> ingredients of gasoline off the top of his head. Tom would be the the kind of guy who's also the obsessive about classic cars for no fucking. But he reason. doesn't know who Amelia Earhart is and anything about for her. Real. So she didn't drive. My cars. favorite part of that whole thing was um, he said so that, ancient vehicles. Mm-hmm. It's like us knowing about like the ins and outs of chariots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I like this whole thing where everyone except Paris was kind of like confused about like what this, you know, thing was they found in space. And then and then later when they find the uh, uh, all the folks that were um, in. uh, uh, What's the word? Um, Stasis. Stasis. Space. 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 Janeway was like, oh, it looks like this outfit's from the same era as yeah, this thing. She... I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and also, I'm proficient in the 1930s outfits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But they didn't know what was a she... gun was. Yeah. Tom is all some over the place. Some sort of weapon. Tom's like, yeah, some sort of weapon. Some It's weapon. a gun, Tom. <laughs> it looks almost exactly like the thing that you have. It's just slightly different shape. It's a gun. To the point where, like, someone later, uh, Earhart's uh, henchman, whatever, yeah, uh, was like, oh, they're weird, they're weird guns they have. It's like, okay, well, there's obviously enough similarity for Tom to know what a gun is. (laughs) I don't know. They're just all over the place with their uh, knowledge. They know Mm -hmm. things. But I appreciated that Bellano was pretty straightforward. She's just like, I think... This one looks like it's another male. So she, she knows that. She can figure that part out. This one seems like a guy. <laughs> yeah. That's her contribution. Uh-huh. 
I'm a big sucker for these future people find stuff that's familiar to us and think it's like ancient and weird and have to uncover how it works. I love mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So what do you all think about this concept of Paris being one of these really great like top pilots and oh, I've never landed a starship before. Like they Is he a top pilot? They don't I mean enough for <laughs> them to talk oh. about it a lot in the early episodes. Wasn't he kicked out of Starfleet for not being for being bad a bad piloting? I don't think for being no, a bad for pilot. Doing for doing dangerous like, things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. For being too much of a maverick. Well, this is the first starship in Star Trek history that can land on a planet, right? It's the first one that they did have land instead of crash. I don't think. I think the others theoretically it's a very important distinction. Theoretically, well, it is because they had multiple crashes. Like if you watch through all the movies, they oh, crash yeah. one like every mm-hmm. other movie. Well, what I read was that the reason that they made the transporter beam in the original series was because they didn't have the budget to uh-huh. land the ship every episode. Yeah, oh, that's incredible. so smart. So yeah. they made the transporter stuff, and I love that. So that's why they just never showed it happening. So who is responsible for getting starships to space? Is it the manufacturer? They just like have a a, a they lot. They build them in space. Out, yeah, they I was start say, in space. I think they've got a space dry dock. So got it. Yeah, I want to say in the first episode they went to when they were picking up the Voyager or whatever, like when they were showing Tom getting there, I think it was like at the place where they had just finished making it or something. Isn't it supposed to be like a brand new ship? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I do remember that. So also, riddle me this. How, when it is parked on the planet, does it stay upright? I was wondering that It is that so top-forward heavy that it would just like fall right on its nose once it's landed. Well, they've already got control over gravity, so I think they may just shoot a gravity gun from the top. It seems like such a waste of energy instead of, like, getting a decent parking system. Maybe the nacelles are super heavy. (laughs) The front is just so light. They're full of, like, warp goo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Warp goo. Stuff seems like it's pretty dense. Yes. All right, we're we're all over the place with this episode. Uh Um, (laughs) So they when so they go and they wake up these people in stasis and before they do Janeway is like hey we should probably get all the aliens out of here right like humans only uh, except for Kess Kess can stay here I was so excited because I thought this was going to mean that we never got Neelix in the episode I was like great but it, but she's like specifically targeting him right she's only mm-hmm. talking about Neelix there are no <laughs> there's the guy I guess we no, saw last episode Bolana has yeah Bolana forehead ridges oh long. yeah okay. There's but like Bajoran, the there's Bajorans on there that have mm-hmm. different nose. There's well, yeah, and, and Cass, there's the they, blue guy. Cass was another one they specifically called out, and that was the the big reveal to the humans. Yeah, like, which made me okay. kind of uncomfortable that happened, mm-hmm. but whatever. Why? Well, because just she didn't ask Cass if she, that was cool with her, and also you don't know how they're gonna react to that, like if they're gonna start attacking or whatever. Like she could have, who knows what could have happened interesting so the star trek is so steeped in like people behaving rationally and mm-hmm. calmly and always having each other's best interests at heart that it like never even occurred to me that that was not a cool thing for jane would to do because you're totally right it wasn't i'm sure it i i'm sure in the context of the episode they were both okay with it and but i don't think if if they had if Janeway had been like, hey Kess, if we're down there and shit's getting real, <laughs> and I have to prove that the that we're you know not actually on Earth and this is the future, can I 
<laughs> show them your ears if they i don't know which is a weird thing to ask and that's probably why they would never have shown that in the mm-hmm. episode but like if there had been some kind of agreement i don't know mm-hmm. it's it was just weird to me she could or she could have just been like may i like before she did it and then that would have been better would have added would have added literally like 10 seconds to the episode not even yeah, yeah. like why are there so many like Fancy sci-fi rooms in caves in Voyager. This has happened like six times. I think you should just re- reframe that as like, why are there so many fancy sci-fi rooms in sci-fi? Because that's all that exists in Doctor Who are weird sci-fi rooms in caves. It's weird. I, it's like, like they can't ever visit like a, an orbital colony or something, or just like a building. It's always got to be in a cave. I don't, I don't get it. Um, it's probably to do with the uh, budget of the show <laughs> yeah that's what i would guess i don't know uh i they definitely do different stuff than that in um discovery because they have a huge budget on They've that got show a budget. <laughs> so i think it's amazing what money will do the constraints of the money that they have who saw the twist coming oh what of the uh... oh, that they were humans all along well, there's people on the planet. Yeah, we should address that part. So, they weren't humans all along that uh, that were abducting them. They were humans all along, as in, like, they showed up a couple minutes before being revealed as humans. <laughs> no, there were a few shots of them watching the Voyager crews there on the surface. Like, one or two, but still. it was not It was not a whole lot to, like, lead you to believe there was going to be a whole lot there other than like maybe one firefight didn't they yeah didn't they refer to them as alien signatures that they were picking up and that's how they were tracking them mm-hmm. but they were actually human mm-hmm. it was the uh the the brioni bright briar patch the, the <laughs> Kevin uh, briori the briori ships and everything technology that they had that they that oh it taken hit over. them and disguised their human life signs Mm-hmm. I thought they were just picking up the technology signatures, not using oh, the, I don't the know. life signatures. That's yeah, it was awfully what, convenient. Whatever was, it was whatever <laughs> was on the plane. That was like, yeah, the original Briori technology, whatever that was on the ship. Or plane, well, on, whatever. On the, on the plane was just a regular old AM radio that was sending out Morse code AM of radio. SOS. Thank you. Thank you. That was a very good reference. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> when they when they were talking about that AM radio like SOS thing, w- there was a weird like moment where they're like essentially saying the signal was so low tech that we weren't even bothering to scan for this. <laughs> well, because they were saying they they're in a, they're in space, mm-hmm. like they're looking for interstellar communication, not mm-hmm. slow ass light speed only light speed. transmissions that's, that's slow, very speed. basic yeah well yeah it's, well okay uh, but, but you have to know compar- they're, yes. they're, they were even saying the top speed of voyager is 9.9 warp 9.9 that's 9.9 times the speed of light i'm pretty sure is how that works fair yep i i was just le- like a little like huh so i guess any si- like civilization that might be just like Hey, we need help, but we only have radio technology so well, far. Well, then they can't go Is help this... them anyway because of the Prime Directive. 
how often does the prime directive actually apply? <laughs> well, okay, it doesn't apply. It is the single most important thing in the show. They follow it always. Well, they should Until at least not, not go convenient. looking for situations that they need to make that choice on because. Okay, fair. If they're not looking for that, then they're not going to find it, and they won't have to be all morally conflicted over whether they should do it. That's fair. These are not the things I bounced on this episode. What did you bounce on? We didn't get to see the damn cities. They build up these cities. Right. Oh, we're living here. Their technology so advanced. It's great. Everything's perfect here. We never get to see the dang things. It's like a hard cut to the next scene. <laughs> I know. It just kind of skips to later when they're like, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Love it. It was <laughs> awesome they were so cool. That. It really sucks if you didn't get to see them, huh? <laughs> so I thought. Felt it, just like home. I read some about this episode, and that was part of. I feel like every time I look up an episode fact list, they're like, this episode was really a struggle for us to write. Like, I feel like every single one yeah. we've watched, they've always <laughs> said that. And they said that about this one. So I guess it like changed directions a few times, which you can sort of tell. Like, because mm-hmm. the first like yeah. bit is about the 37s and the Amelia Earhart and her like little group of people that got abducted. And then it changes into being like, oh, there's this he- settlement of humans here that we could make a decision on whether we want to keep going or we could just stay here and live with humans here. Like, a basically kind of a new earth situation. And, like, I think what I what I read was that they had changed the idea of the ending to include those cities after it was, it was like, too late in the process of making the episode of planning it right. to implement any city scenes. That's why. <laughs> Which, But I, it was definitely dumb. I don't know if I just missed it, but... What was their civilization's uh, relationship to the 37s? They said they're like descendants of them, but theoretically right. none well, of them so were yeah. like out of they said hypersleep or whatever. The aliens that abducted them brought them there as slaves or whatever. And I guess they had the, they, they mentioned all those other rooms that they found that had cryo chambers and stuff. I guess they were the ones who had been in there and... There, well, there were people who had been in there who were being used by these aliens as slaves. And then they, like, rose up and rebelled and took over and they took all the technology from the Briori and they just, like, created their new society. But, like, hundreds of years ago. And then the last people that had been left were just left in there in the cryo place. And that was the 37s. And so they, like, revered them mm-hmm. as, I don't know, kind of a religious thing which i think that is way more interesting than the other stuff that happened in this episode i would have rather seen that kind of an interaction between them and the people who were their descendants are kind of yeah these aliens abducted a bunch of other people who they had as slaves and they just left these 10 people wherever (laughs) many there were just like they haven't got around to we'll save them for later i guess i guess i don't know it could have been such a cool exploration, too, of, like, is it moral for us to unfreeze these people uh, for, like, you know, religious reasons, but also for their rights? And then what do you do with them when they're unfrozen? There's a lot to explore there. Yeah. No, it had to be more about the Voyager crew and their decision mm-hmm. of whether they were staying here or not. Hey, can I beat my dead horse real quick? Mm-hmm. Go for Please it. do. This one drove me crazy. Here they are. They land the entire ship on the planet's surface, and they send out five bridge crew members. On this little away team mission, to figure out what's going on. They have the entire crew. What is everyone else doing back there? What? They're just, they're, 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 they're. Later, they bring like two security guys with them. Why mm-hmm. can't you send out like 
50 people to, to go out and take a look at these things. That seems safe instead of sending out the captain. <laughs> well, the coffee break. This drove me crazy. I mean, they probably didn't need that many people at mm-hmm. the beginning. And then also, not everyone on the ship is like a security officer or whatever. And there's only 150 whatever people, like she mentioned it in this episode. So, but, but there's only one captain. It feels to me like they landed the ship for the sake of the plot point. Like, oh, people might want to stay here. So it might be a mass exodus of the crew who want to stay on this yeah. planet. Mm-hmm. So it felt more like it was set up for those stakes of like, okay, people can just walk off the ship if they want. <laughs> I think Janeway, well, she's too much of a curious, like, scientist person to delegate away team stuff like this to for good or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, one of the ongoing, I feel like I bring up Next Generation every single episode, but <laughs> <laughs> one of the ongoing things in that show is Riker's always like, you are the captain, you do not go on away missions, and he gets really mad at him, and they have fights about it. And there's obviously not that situation here. Chakotay is not going to tell Janeway that she Mm -hmm. can't do something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But never any security, never anyone else to go with them and do the exploit. It's just like five people on an alien planet away team mission. I mean, okay, here's the alternative. In the last episode, we had four extra dumb people that we were like, we don't care about these people. Why don't they keep having... (laughs) They need to have more episodes about the main characters. And then now we have one with main characters and... This I guess it'd be cool I, if you had some crewmates that you that were main characters, so it's not just bridge officers. Because they did that in Battlestar Galactica to great effect. You got to know Adama, and you also got to know Starbuck. And Starbuck is like one step above private or airman or whatever they have for their ranks. Yeah. So it didn't really it, it, it bothers me when I see this, but it's not like the end of the world. I just always it just it just doesn't feel right that the, the global space faring organization it's just totally cool with captains going down and putting themselves in harm's way on every single mission. And by the way, she says the start date at the beginning of this one, the entire first season has taken place over the course of a year. That's like 13 dangerous things that have happened while she's been <laughs> like personally involved in really serious ways. It's crazy. That's not how you run a starship. Well, I don't think that they would actually want her to be doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> if they keep that tradition going from what they were talking about in next generation but the thing is like they don't make star trek shows about the captains that follow the rules because that would be i know (laughs) i know that's what i have to remind myself and their situation's a little bit out of the ordinary here right i know nobody (laughs) to enforce the rules out in delta quadrant (laughs) i thought janeway's hair was really poofy in this episode it did feel a little bit more poofy extra Mm -hmm. poof like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just stuck a straw in there and started to inflate her hair a little bit. There was a point in the episode where I forget what had happened, but I, you see like some of her hair, like like a strand of it, like flop forward, and then it just like yeah. snaps right back into place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next shot, it was totally per- perfect again. So. Sarah, you talked about this episode getting rewritten a couple of times, and I noticed that the two humans who live there that we meet, the ones that uh, are already on the planet, uh-huh. one of them is named Evansville, and the other one is named Berlin. Both of those are cities, Evansville, Indiana, and Berlin, Germany, and I wonder if there was going to be this plot where like, 
everybody they have those three cities on the planet and if like everybody from one of them is is named Berlin and everyone from else is called Evansville and we just didn't get that detail cut during the edits. I don't know. Maybe. I could see that being something that could have been something. <laughs> it just seemed like too much of a coincidence that they would have cities as last names. Or it could have been something like the people that they descended from right. picked those as their new last names for this new society they were living in because that's where they used to live. That's where they, you know, originated from. I could see something like that, too. Call me Jimmy New York. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Winston the name's Henry San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> Call me Carmen San Diego. Stop. Oh. Stop. <laughs> Hi, I'm Philip Albuquerque. <laughs> I, I like the ending of this one. Mm-hmm. I like how they set you up for the, the sense there's going to be some people out there and they get out to the cargo bay and it's empty. That was good. Mm-hmm. It, I liked that. Yeah. I, what I would have liked is if they had picked one thing for this episode to be about. Instead of <laughs> we found Amelia Earhart, oh we've or we and like either that or we found this planet where there's a bunch of people that are humans and we see their city and it's actually tempting for people to leave and stay and then they don't because the emotional impact would have been a lot stronger I think in that situation because like if we had actually seen major characters thinking about staying or thinking about having a reason to stay then. Other than Harry being like, I could see why somebody would want to stay. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is like, the most was... noncommittal answer I've uh-huh. ever heard ever. Yeah. It worked a little better for me in the context of it being the finale for season one. Yeah. Like, it was definitely meant to be an out of, like, if we don't get renewed for season two, I guess they just stay here. But... But I mean, like, emotionally, yeah. like, it worked for me because, like, you have... There's been the ups and the downs of the crew all the way throughout. And at the very end here, you get the reward of nobody wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Despite everything, yeah. nobody wants to right. leave. Right, it's just yeah. kind of that emotional touch point that kind of wrap up the season. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, nobody wanting to leave was definitely what they wanted to do, uh, assuming that the series got renewed, which obviously it did. But if they if they hadn't been renewed, it was an easy place to be like, and I guess we're all going to be living here on this new Earth instead of heading back to uh, Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it, it's something that I think about a lot after I saw something about uh, How I Met Your Mother for a long time. Like, they always had a girl at the end of the season that they could be like, and this, if we get canceled this season, she's the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That right. that happened about six different times until they were finally like, okay, we can do what we want. And then it sucked, but <laughs> they had they had it the way they wanted it to do to end. So it's it, but it is something interesting that I've noticed on like a couple of different TV shows of like how they end seasons is like trying to give themselves a a, a potential way out if it if it turns bad before they get renewed. I kind of wanted Janeway to walk into the into the room and have like one person be in there and then be like, no, 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 I just I lost my keys looking for them. <laughs> I, no, they don't know. Ignore keys, me. Nate. We we established that early in the episode. Uh, key fob for things. Keep okay. I'll allow it. Well, this week we also watch Adventure Time season two episode five storytelling. While sick and stuck in bed. Jake wants Finn to tell him a story to make him feel better. He sets out into the woods, but his attempts to find a good story anger the local population. Eventually, he is scheduled to be sacrificed by the forest creatures, 
until he uses oratory prowess to convince them not to hurt him. And Season 2, Episode 6, Slow Love. Finn and Jake try to woo a group of lady snails in order to save their house from a giant snail named Snorlock, voiced by Biz Markie, who is using it as his shell. Finn and Jake soon discover that Snorlock is not actually a snail, but rather a slug, which is why he was unable to engage with any snails. Speaking of snails, uh, in this first episode we watched, there's a shot of a snail waving as he's on a leaf. Did you know that snail has been in every episode up to now and will be in every episode of Adventure Time? <laughs> I had read that. <laughs> I've only not. ever seen one one time. Yeah. And it was in the That's vampire so dad one. There's one like floating around next to Lumpy Space Princess. But <laughs> I had read that, and then I always forget to actually look and see. I'm gonna try where and look now. I did not realize that. Yep. Also, the uh, the face that was drawn on the wall to open the portal to the Nidosphere, and the face on the utter and on the newspaper, all of them. Um, that's called the Phil face, and it shows up in not every episode, but close to it. <laughs> the Phil is the Phil, the guy who drew it, or something. I can't remember, but it's always referenced in all caps. Like, Phil Face! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like how Finn's first attempt at bringing back his story was like, "Ah, there was a snail on the leaf, and it was (laughs) First leaf fell from the tree. (laughs) It is meant to resemble the face of Adventure Time lead character designer, Phil Rinda. Mm. Oh, kind of (laughs) does. Sorry, Phil. Uh, Jake, all he wanted was a soup-flavored cure. <laughs> this is a, a, one of the classic good, silly episodes of Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not like it. No, no, you didn't. Why not? I just don't like that he did shitty things to these animals and then turned into like a forest savior at the end. Mm, and then they sure. all thanked him for it. After he had like assaulted multiple creatures and like upset everyone. Are y'all kissing in there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah, it just no, didn't it just didn't land for me. I get it. it yeah. That pretty fair criticism, honestly. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that. I did like that he, he said aminal, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like I aminals. liked the bear graffiti. Mm-hmm. Was he just writing bear? Just writing just bear. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I'd seen that right. Yeah, it was. It was uh, a little disappointing. The right of forest justice didn't really add up to much. Yeah, I felt bad for the cow. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, put that bag back on. <laughs> put the bag back on. It was funny but sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, every time I get better after. You know, being being sick, I'm going to request that everyone dance the health the health dance with me from now on. <laughs> the way the way at the beginning when Jake was like just being the whiniest sick person, mm-hmm. like that's how I feel when I'm sick. I just don't yeah. have someone here to like be like that too. But yeah, it's oh yeah, for sure. I felt very <laughs> relatable. So like on the inside, I'm just like, oh my god, somebody come and do something to make us better. <laughs> Lanky me. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like sick droopy Jake. I feel you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I loved all the soup being dumped into him too. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was dumb, but I did like that the goose's name was Boobafina. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> there was a good little joke about that too. Like, sounds made up, right? Boobafina. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was light. It was just a lot of uh, just a silly joke delivery vehicle. Mm-hmm. This time I felt like it was more writerly jokes. It was less like animation yeah. jokes like there have been in the past. 
Yeah. Definitely. I'm not going to call it smart. I just, there was lots, lots of little things that were stupid and funny, like the cow's horrible udder and <laughs> mm-hmm. the bear graffiti that just says bear and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have much more on that episode. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's the first time we've had a dip in uh, adventure, like serious dip in Adventure Time mm-hmm. episodes in a little bit. So, yeah, they I'll, had a good I'll one. Give, I'll give them a pass. Fortunately, we picked up with slow love. <laughs> I love that Bimo just loves to dance. Oh, yeah. With his own music. <laughs> Bemo just ig- immediately ignoring mm-hmm. uh, Jake. <laughs> Turning up the volume. This episode was incredibly bizarre mm-hmm. and incredibly horny for a kid's TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Yeah. Before we pass Bemo too much, I liked that Jake's solution for, for fixing Bemo was rolling up a newspaper and smacking him. Uh. Bad. <laughs> Poor Bemo. Jake would make a perfect IT consultant. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, what did you like about this episode? I just thought it was just really funny. Like, it was so absurd. Like, why would, first of all, a snail slash slug come over and ask these two, like... Smash through the side of their house. (laughs) Like a dog and a teenager, how to get a girlfriend. (laughs) And then... (laughs) I don't know. There are just so many lines during the like make times when they're making him talk to the other snails that made me laugh. Like, you seem like a reasonable male. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's how I flirt. That's what I do. And Biz Marquis reading these lines is like so unhinged I and love like it. slurring yeah. constantly, and but not like in a drunk way, just in like a poorly enunciated way. It's so perfect. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very good. It's not bad juice, it's sad juice. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, girlfriend, girlfriend! (laughs) Speaking of Bismarcky, if if you don't already know, he is a rapper slash hip-hop artist. Uh, Originally started his career really in D.C., which is fun, for me at least, just because been to at least a couple of places that he might have performed. And then, yeah... My my favorite thing that was on his IMDb page is the rapping alien from Men in Black 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, now I know exactly who it is. <laughs> Bismarcky most famous for telling girls that they have what he needs. Mm-hmm. And you say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. <laughs> I okay. thoroughly enjoyed all the shape-shifting this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, Jake going have- for the... And the boobs, yeah, that they reshift the slug shift their slug muscles. Yeah, she like four of them, and she sees a male coming over. She's like, "Oh, get my boobs organized." Yeah, just goes to two. It's gonna rearrange a little bit here. And then Jake shifting between the male slug with the pecs and the female slug back and forth. So yes, Finn's reaction was the same as mine. And I love. There's a little pitch in there where. Jake is the female slug, and Starlock just goes, I'll mate with you. Yeah, like, we're just pretending. Uh (laughs) I love that one single grain of salt that was thrown just destroyed his face. Absolutely ruined that boy. (laughs) I really, really delighted in that. It was just like, the, the 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 way it like went out in a straight line and like makes contact with him and explodes mm-hmm. and his reaction to it. As he's getting licked by all these lady snails. <laughs> God. There were so many lady snails. 
Were they in like a snail orgy? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, you said, it was very horny for a kid's show. Like it was like a lot, well, especially at the end when he finally gets his slug girlfriend, and they're mm-hmm. like fully making out for Bimo is watching, which is hilarious. And oh, then yes. at the horny yeah. Bimo. the end is yeah. like more. Sad juice comes no, out, but like no. <laughs> juice. No, that was, was happy juice. That was a different juice. It was. I was like, wow, that's really how they ended this. Okay, uh, <laughs> yep. this Poor is a kids Bimo. show. <laughs> I feel like that's half the episodes. Is like, wow, they really ended it that way, huh? <laughs> yeah. Between the like, just sometimes a character just pops, and then like, huh, they ended it like that. <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised that they got away with a number of the stuff they did in here. Uh-huh. Like they talk about mating a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that that was the entire reason he wanted a girlfriend. It wasn't because he wanted love, it was because he wanted a mate. Yeah. <laughs> Very reminiscent of the Futurama episode with uh, Zoidberg uh trying oh to my get God. a mate. <laughs> as long as you're here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Why must I be a crab in love? <laughs> Biz Marky screaming as a slug that has been hit with salt is just, it's perfect. This is so good. I just, it's the casting is perfect. The design is perfect. This horrible giant snail or slug, I guess. Any other slug he meets that's just got like a big candy on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also thought it was, it was, it was hilarious the different designs of the other snail yes. ladies that he talks to. Why are they all like Victorian era? Well, yeah. Well, one of them I thought had like an Amish vibe, like with oh, her yeah, bonnet. Yeah, that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Ever talk to me again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the sad thing is that there's a lot of relatable stuff in this yeah. interactions with. I was just like, yeah. There's when guys come up and say weird shit to you. It's like. Yeah, run in the other direction and scream. Never talk to me again Bye. as you go. Like, has that happened to you before? I've never, I've never like done that, but I've wanted to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you haven't run away. You haven't like slimed away at high slug speed. But no. uh, guys I, I have. You said weird shit to you, like girlfriend, girlfriend, yes. girlfriend, girlfriend. Well, no, girlfriend. <laughs> no, not. I mean, I've had. Like, from when I was actually, like, actively trying to date, there were just times where there would be, like, you go out with someone and you think it's going to be fine based on your previous interactions, and then it turns out to not be fine. <laughs> like, because, yeah, I don't, it's just, I don't have any, like, funny stories. <laughs> and, no, no. And I, I haven't had, I haven't, like, recently, even before the pandemic started, gone out to, like, have people talk to me but like there's been times when it just is uncomfortable it just happens well mm-hmm. i'm sorry i wish it wasn't normal but it it, it is <laughs> yeah it's it's unfortunately common <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i don't know sarah if you would let me provide you with a little bit of dating advice what you want to look out for is someone beatboxing and flailing swords okay that's how you know you find a prime mating opportunity right all right, friends, do we have any connections for these episodes? I'm not going to lie. I forgot to try and make a connection. I sure do. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like the sound of that tone. 
why this this is just my normal voice, Benjamin. It sounded like you have a disappointing one, one that you did not like. Oh no, no. I mean, it's not good, but okay. I have one. Okay, what is it? <laughs> uh, the thirty sevens were held in their stasis jails by humans, and Finn was held in a twig jail by a wizard. All right. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been struggling because this is the first episode so far where I don't think I could come up with one. And I've been racking my brain for a while now. I just can't think that I can come up with one. And I've let myself down, and I've let you down, and I deeply apologize for my transgression, and I will be better in the future, and I would like to apologize to all the fans out there that's relied on us for these connections to be uh, maintained throughout the course of the podcast. And I will be sending out formal apology letters to each one of you individually. And Because there's only two. <laughs> and it's not mad juice, it's sad juice. Um, in the truck, Janeway smelled horse poop, and <laughs> there might have been horses in the woods. God. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> why was she so certain that it was horse manure? Yeah, why was there horse manure in the back of the truck? Because he did worked the... on a farm. But why was... Who puts a horse back there? <laughs> he did... She didn't say there was a horse back there. She just said there was its poop. How was why the would car, a horse poop back then? Why was there, how was there still horse poop in it? Yeah, but it was floating in space. <laughs> and also, it still worked. They, he's, Tom was like, there's still water in the radiator. How? How? It is how? in the vacuum of space, my dude. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that one. Why wouldn't it be in there still? Wouldn't it be frozen? No. Why would there be any? I just don't think 400 years later, the, like, the hanging pre- in space. It still works when they turn the key, which is somehow still in there. Didn't float out. I kind of thought they were gonna like pull down the uh, the visor up top and it was gonna fall into his lap. But no, <laughs> he just sort of like pretended to find one and then pretended to turn a car on. Right. Interesting fact about space: it is neither hot nor cold because space is empty. There are no particles, so space has no temperature. So, but okay. There's no gravity. Wouldn't it have like leaked out and floated out somehow? I mean, not if it had a good uh, cap on it. That would have to <laughs> All be it has the to do is best be able to cap. Sur- <laughs> I mean, not really. Like you could just. There's lots of things we have out in space that are fine. The if other you ever take thing- a bag of chips up in an airplane, it's like that, but it's a little bit higher up, a little bit higher pressure. A radiator can handle <laughs> that for li- sure. The a little other bit thing, higher though, pressure. How was it in space? Why wasn't it on the planet with the airplane? Why do they? Well, you know, when you abduct people, sometimes you get some stuff you don't want, and you stick it in the garbage, and then you know, garbage gets full. You gotta dump it out in space. Oh, but they kept the plane. But they kept the plane, of course. That's cool. It's a good question. <laughs> Nate, was there any more to that apology? It'll be in the formal write-up. 
Okay. Sounds like there should be. <laughs> um, I have another connection. Okay. Uh, Jake wanted a story to make him feel better, and Janeway liked the story of Amelia Earhart and became captain because of it. Yeah, they got better because of stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that one. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, loyal listeners, join us next time as we watch Star Trek Season 2, Episode 2, Initiations, and Adventure Time Season 2, Episode 7, Power Animal, and Episode 8, Crystals Have Power. It's going to be a very powerful series of episodes for us. For real. In the meantime... Before you do that, every time. Fuck. In the meantime, I can never edit it out. I can never edit it out. I'm trying to be good and cut him off before he can get to it, and then he just barrels right on through, forgetting about little old Ben over here. He needs to add that into the reading, the readout thing that he just break for social plugs or something. For real. In the meantime, I did it. I did it. Circling back. We're circling back. The, the, the humans on the, the civilization were first seen with masks on their face, much like the bag was covering the face on the cow's udder. Yes. I, re- I retract all apologies. <laughs> all right. Fuck it, we gotta just end the episode on that. Forget <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Find our socials in the description. For Andrew time, add everything. Yell it into the void. <laughs> go, Andrew. <laughs> oh my god. Can I do it now? Am yes. I allowed yes, to do it now? Yes, go. <laughs> I just feel all this pressure now. I just hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> hold on. I, we, I can do I can We've do lost it entirely. I can do this. This one kind of went off the rails, didn't it, folks? <laughs> Right, hold on. You're just hold now on. realizing hold, hold this. Hold on. In the meantime, we'll just wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned. And our defenses lowered. Come along with me. I genuinely forgot that I had more to say after in the meantime. <laughs> I know that was why that long process. <laughs> I was like, why isn't anybody saying anything? Should I have more to say? <laughs> See, that would what make sense doing? if we hadn't recorded for a month, but we recorded two last week. <laughs> two episodes last week. <laughs> I can't it took wait us, for this part right here to be the post song. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to talk about, so I, I, I don't actually write down the next episodes in my script. I pull it up on Wikipedia. Oh. And I noticed that season two, episode four, Elogium, uh, 
space-dwelling life forms cause Kess to enter the Ocampan fertile phase called oh, Illusion, no. putting pressure on her relationship with Neelix when she wants to have his oh, child. Oh, no! no. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about with that one. Oh, and yeah. I'm dead. You don't want to see Kess, like, Horny definitely playing Neelix. with Neelix's weird hair. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Horny, Horny for Neelix, Neelix. is going that's in the, the back of the That's the, the episode title right there. <laughs> It's going on the back of the shirts. No. <laughs> Neelix is the worms. Horny for Neelix. <laughs> I don't approve of that part. <laughs> I approve of Neelix is the worms. Can we record a cover of Hot for Teacher that is instead horny for Neelix? <laughs> you musical guys do whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> you weirdos we in Minnesota can do whatever the fuck No, we you can't want. do that. Wait, can as we a do new... that? No, it's no. going to be a new intro. It Vito. could be like a... Special one-off intro. That's what I mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Just as the one-off for that episode. <laughs> if you get it done in time, sure. Fuck oh it. Why God, not? Nathan, yeah. Can we do this? Uh, right, well, I'm gone this weekend, but we'll make it work. <laughs> okay. Excellent. <laughs>